and welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, I'd like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children. The tickling wolf was on the hunt. He crept through the tall grass of his meadow after the intruder. He had smelled the creature when it was still far off and was surprised at its foolishness that it had dared to trespass in his meadow. As far as he knew, all the goblins knew that this was the tickling wolf's meadow and they avoided it with care, but this one either was in a hurry to take a shortcut, or was foolish or forgetful. In any case, it did not matter. The tickling wolf crept closer, the grass barely moving at his passage, and then he could see his quarry just before him. He leapt, and with paws outstretched, went, And the goblin went, ah, but it was too late. The tickling wolf had firmly stuck his paws under the goblin's armpits. And the goblin started going, hee, 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 oh, stop that. Leave me alone. And the tickling wolf said, all right, that's your tickle. You've paid the price of passage through my meadow. Now get along. And the goblin scooted off on whatever his task was. The tickling wolf watched the goblin go and then looked down and saw that in the grass at his feet there was a piece of paper. He picked it up and looked at it, but the tickling wolf could not read. He had never learned how, but he recognized one word that was on the paper because he had seen it many times. It was the word Winella. Hmm, thought the tickling wolf. I wonder why the goblin would be carrying something with Winella's name on it. I already think they're up to no good. And as he was standing there pondering that, he heard a rustling sound behind him, and he turned and looked, and he saw a woman gliding towards him above the grass. She was riding on a board that floated just above the tops of the grass, and she carried a large purse slung over one shoulder. The tickling wolf immediately crouched down into the grass, but she had already spotted him. She glided over until she was just a few feet from him and said, Hello there, I see you. And the wolf said, Well, I'm the tickling wolf, and I'm going to tickle you. And he started towards her, and she said, No, you're not. And the tickling wolf stopped, and he said, I'm not. I'm pretty sure I am. I'm the tickling wolf. It's what I do. And she said, well, my name is Aubrin, and you are not allowed to tickle me because I have not given you permission to do so, and you are not allowed to touch me if I don't allow you to do so. And the tickling wolf said, really? And Aubrin said, yes, that's the way life works. And the tickling wolf said, Oh, um, who are you? And she said, I'm Aubrin. 
I'm on my way back to the city. I've been studying abroad for a year. What do you have there? She said, motioning to the note in the tickling wolf's haw. The tickling wolf said, I don't know. It's something I got off a goblin. It has my friend Winella's name on it. And Auburn said, Winella? I have a niece named Winella. The tickling wolf said, maybe it's the same one. Can you read? Auburn said, I can read. Several languages, actually. Can you read goblin? Asked the wolf. I can, said Auburn. May I see it? And the wolf handed her the note. Auburn read it, and her eyebrows climbed as she did. She said, oh my, it sounds like some goblins are planning on kidnapping my niece. I must go right now. And the tickling wolf said, you sure I can't tickle you? And Auburn said, very well, you may tickle my left second toe. It's my most ticklish toe. And the wolf said, goo, and he tickled her toe, and she just sort of looked at him for a second. He said, wait, 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 I've got to try it again. And he tickled her left second toe again, and she smiled just a little. And then she said, well, I must be going now. And she flew off on her surfboard. She flew through the air, going faster and faster towards her niece's home. She had been away for a whole year studying in the Dragonlands and was looking forward to seeing family again, but it sounded as if she had returned just in time. She soared over the city and soon slowed as she approached Winella's house and began looking for signs of trouble. She reached into her purse up to her elbow and withdrew a pair of binoculars, scanning around, and then... As she was about a house away from Winella's house, she saw them up in the treehouse in the backyard. There were two goblins sporting magic wands and furtive looks on their faces. Auburn circled above the trees for a moment, thinking. She looked again at the goblins and noted that their wands looked as though they were made from iron. And she thought, hmm. And she floated down until she was just above the treehouse, and then she reached into that purse of hers, put the binoculars back, and drew out an extremely large magnet with a switch on the side. She flipped the switch, and those wands came flipping up out of the goblin's grasps with a clang-clang and hit the magnet. The goblin said, hey, what are you doing up there? They had a net, and they tossed it up, and it caught Auburn in midair and weighed her down to the ground, surfboard and all. The goblin said, aha, and just then the back door opened to the house, and Winella came out and said, Aunt Auburn, what are you doing here? Auburn said, Winella, there are goblins, quickly. But she did not get a chance to finish that sentence, because the goblins had another net which they threw over Winella. But Auburn had already reached into her purse and came out with a very large, very sharp-looking pair of shears. Snip-snip, snip-snip through her net and Winella's net. She stood up and helped Winella out of her net. She said, now then, Winella, haven't you been to wand school recently? I have, said Winella. Well, said Auburn, why don't you go get your wand and send these goblins back where they belong? So Winella headed back into the house while the goblin said, Hey, get back in that net where you belong. Auburn just looked at them with a little smile on her face. Winella returned, pointed her wand at the goblins. It grew brighter and brighter until they all had to close their eyes for a moment. 
and then the goblins were gone, back to their homes, safe and sound. Well, said Winella, we didn't expect to see you until later this evening, Aunt Auburn. And Aunt Auburn said, yes, well, I was so eager to get home and back to see you all, and tell you all about my year in the Dragonlands. And then I ran across a friend of yours, that tickling wolf. Oh, yes, said Winella. He needs to learn some manners, said Auburn, but I do believe I've taught him some. That would be great, said Winella. Anyway, said Auburn, I wanted to hurry back, because the tickling wolf had heard that these goblins were up to no good. Well, I'm so glad you came back, said Winella. Won't you come in and tell us all about your adventures? Yes, indeed, said Auburn. Does your mother still make that lovely tea? She does, said Winella. Come on in and sit down. She opened the door, yelling, Hey, everybody, Aunt Auburn's back. And they went inside, and Auburn told them all about the things that she had done during her year away studying in the Dragonlands. And I will tell you about that tomorrow night. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and clever commentary were supplied by my children. The intro and outro music is by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is storiesforwonderfulchildren at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you... Tell someone you love a story. Yeah.